ఉన్నది And today's episode was first broadcast on 6th February 2020. Have a listen please. Dear listeners, Sairam from Prashantinalem. The most happening place on the planet as I always say. It's the month of February. It's the month when we will celebrate Shivaratri the beautiful festival of sacrifice the beautiful festival of the union of creation with the creator the beautiful sacrifice of every individual soul to attain the supreme self the beautiful festival which will reverberate non-stop with the glory of the infinite every time you celebrate these festivals you're always reminded of what bhagwan used to caution us you're all the time reminded of how this festival should become another step in our journey to him and you're all the time reminded how the only purpose of every ritual every celebration is to experience that love and to disseminate that love and to dissolve into that love and prashanti nilayam is full of such exemplary souls who have shown us the pathway of how to march in this journey prashanti nilayam is prashanti nilayam not only because of love deciding to incarnate in this little hamlet it is also because love recreating so many lives in this sacred space it is because what love can do to every soul and the way we find our way is to search for these pathways to love and to show us pointers to give us guidance are these pathways created by so many beautiful souls beat professor kasturi beat mrs ratanlal beat mr rama brahmam beat mr kutumbrao beat mr bv raman rao whose story we are doing now for so many episodes now we have been dwelling on the life of mr bv raman rao who right from the 60s was bhagwan's chosen one to lead the sevadal movement in the satyasai seva organization in the previous episode i mentioned how it was because of his initiative that the seva movement did not get restricted to a particular age swami said whoever has energy whoever has the heart to serve is a sevadal and that is how it remained till the end and mr raman rao till he was 90 continue to serve in different capacities and lead and guide 
and bolster the Satya Sai movement in ways which seem so idealistic, but he lived that life. Today, I want to take you through some of the poignant moments of his life. I want to share with you how it was for him when Bhagwan left his physical form and how it was for him as he walked into the sunset. But before that, let me play for you some clips of the conversation that I had with his son, Mr. B.V. Sagar, who also had the opportunity to become a student in Bhagwan's university. And over this conversation, Mr. Sagar shares his father's final moments. He shares some very salient facets of Mr. Raman Rao's personality. Why does he think that Swami loved this chosen servitor so much? What is it that he saw in his father that others probably did not have such a clear picture of? And what is it that if we can emulate in our lives, we too would become the chosen ones? The beautiful Christmas carol goes, O when the saints, O when the saints, O when the saints go marching in, how I long to be in that number, when the saints go marching in. And when they crown, and when they crown, and when they crown him king of kings, how I long to be in that number when the saints go marching in. How can we also become part of the entourage of Bhagwan's messengers of love? How can we to become sparks of His love, to disseminate His glory, how we too can sanctify our lives and find the true purpose of our existence. When we listen to stories of these sacred souls, we derive inspiration, we derive courage, we derive guidance, we derive the required clues to make our moves in this sacred direction. So let me begin by playing for you some clips of the conversation that I had with Mr. Sagar and in this I begin by sharing with Mr. Sagar a few things that Mr. Sagar didn't know but we in Prashantinilim were aware of it because of how silently Mr. Ramandrao works but his contributions are so phenomenal. I'll just share with you two three things which I also discovered recently. And uh, it really was such a huge revelation for me. You know, we were doing some conversations about the Sai Symphony, mm-hmm. which was uh, staged on Bhagwan's 90th birthday as a grand finale of the celebration. And you had 126 musicians from 16 countries. It was a huge effort. And it, the music was composed by one Mr. Mike Herting, uh, who was completely new to Swami, a German composer of international repute. And when he undertook this task, he made few visits to Prashant to understand Swami and his philosophy and his life. And uh, when he started speaking to some of the senior devotees, one of them he spoke to was Mr. Raman Rao. Mm-hmm. And his ideas about... Swami got crystallized mm-hmm. because of the dialogue that he had with Ramon Rao sir. He had long conversations with sir and we, he went back 
with clarity of thought about what is swami who is swami what is his mission and that's when after that he started composing this music i mean no one has any clue that one of the pillars for the music taking shape in mike hurting's mind was the dialogue that he had with him in the little room in prashanthi so that was something which we also came to know much later that in fact it was raman rao sir who was behind the 90th birthday music festival and that sai symphony was so breathtaking it was such a grand offering but when we came to know of this that's when we realized how silently and solidly bhagwan's messengers work let me play for you a little clip of that symphony probably many of you have heard this sai symphony we have had conversations with many artists who were part of this grand music festival but just to give you a glimpse of this symphony here is a 2 minute of the sai symphony so that was the sai symphony and when you come to think of it it was raman rao sir who inspired and enabled mike hurting the composer of this grand music festival to get a clear idea about what swami is what is swami's life how one should try and put that into music similarly there are so many such silent contributions of mr raman rao and in today's conversation we will listen to more such anecdotes and which mr sagar has shared so let's go back to the conversation with mr sagar but for him as a great story writer yeah. and after he became a devotee it was raman rao sir who channelized his efforts 
it was he who set his path right we have seen so many of his dramas becoming hugely popular mm-hmm. and dramas which swami loved so much where swami said this has to be staged in every corner of the country you know swami even gave money one day and told please stage it everywhere in the dra- jagrati drama yes. amma drama so many dramas and whenever we think about them you know we think about about prakash rao sir because definitely he's contributed in making it but only recently he revealed that even a jagrati drama even he did the storyline he brought it to ramon rao sir and only when taking sir's input he wrote the thing he was not used to writing these kind of stories and never i have heard anyone mention that also or ramon rao sir you know trying to take credit for you know if that man is what he is today it's because of how i guided him you know it it is like he would have done like that for millions i think that is the reason why everybody feels the loss yes. he would have guided so many people mm. and just did it for swami yes he never wanted anything from it for him ultimate aim is swami he looked at every aspect of such act of service to be dedicated to swami mm. for him uh, another aspect which is very close to his heart is the narayan seva like probably that's where this connects came i feel like keep looking at my you know some of us keep talking about in amongst ourselves saying why swami and father uh, go so close to all these factors like in in our houses if you see before the last batch of guests complete he is ready to serve the all the call drivers inside and you know oh. he it comes automatically you know in fact there some of the last batch people would be frowning at us and but irrespective he says no no they're all there let's serve them it comes so naturally to them first or those people like, otherwise the guests will go off and those people will not have their food mm. that sort of a thought process he has inculcated in all of us so today when we look at a guest list the guest list also has a list of people whom we are going to have among the batches and it mm. it comes so beautifully naturally to him on those any time we are big, we are little flamboyant in our spend on trying to become little you know make a big huge mm. huge dinner parties and things like that he would say this is feeding the overfed that's a standard <laughs> statement he'll make don't waste money feeding the overfed instead spend that money on our and seva wow and uh, i think my son's first birthday or something when we were trying to do something he said give me uh, 5000 rupees he asked me i just took that 5000 and gave it to him and next day and the third day he came and said uh, i paid in shivam and uh, they would have conducted narayan seva on that day <laughs> so uh, you see it comes so beautiful and he, they all basically it's an enjoyment of doing it yeah and uh, in somewhere in uh, couple of years ago when one of uh, april may time i called him and said why don't you move to hyderabad because it's mm. so hot yeah he said no 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 this uh, water service uh, water tankers are all going to villages i am going with them oh i said why are you going i mean 84 83 so what the several people they're all there to take care of all of us and therefore is to is to accompany the water tankers Oh my god. And when we went back to Parthi to see his hand if you see the watch patch is so uh, different that you could mm. make out that how tanned he was in that mm. he's become thin and you know all that uh, he is radiant and happy and smiling and you know and I said uh, why are you doing this summer why do you want to move it so I mean you can't tell him not to I do know. so yeah. you have to you know plead with him and yeah. say be careful. Yeah. Would say the villagers he was talking about and villages receive water when you will see swami in their smiles what else you are looking for so i am okay this is no problem the villages take care of me or sevadal people take care of me so going there 
I am enjoying it, he would say. So speaking about Narayan Seva, we know how much Swami loved it and you know, every, there was no function which without uh, Narayan Seva being, uh, you know, and earlier people used to say poor feeding and things like that. Swami said, what poor feeding? You are feeding, feeding is poor. It's not poor feeding. You are not giving enough money, enough food. But that's how he used to chide and slowly the name he changed it to Narayan Seva. And, uh, and it's after that, it really became a Ajnam by itself. Yes. Narayan Seva, now it becomes a true Ajnam in, in true sense. So much so that um, the twelfth day of my father's, we decided it's the only way he, his soul could be appeased is by conducting Narayan Seva. Wow. So we did that, both at Prashant Nilayam and you know, we could do that because it comes, um, that's how probably they feel uh, appeased. I mean, that, that is what their Selflessness comes, uh, you know, so open on that. They don't have a desires of their own. And so therefore, uh, you know, taking this forward uh, on these aspects are the small ways of serving Swami through serving all this. In fact, when you talk about service, one thing that struck me is, generally when, when Bhagwan was there, when someone used to take up his service, there is always this thing that, you know, I will get a namaskar with Bhagwan or I will get some recognition from Bhagwan. That thing was always there. But he was so clear that for him, serving was the reward. Yes. Serving was the reward. He was never looking for anything Absolutely. out of that because he just loved to serve. Because then that was there even before he, he came to Bhagwan's fold. And now that he got a mission, a yes. cause and an expression of his love for Bhagwan, I think he never needed any motivation to serve. But many times you have people who need motivations to serve. That is one. And I think that is the reason why, you know, even after Bhagwan left his physical form, that did not change. Nothing changed in him yes. when it comes to service or whatever he was doing. He, don't, he, don't, he only did it in greater intensity, even though his body energy levels are going down yes. in some sort. But now he took on responsibilities doing more. I think never ever mattered to him. Uh, Zombies there, was there in physical form, now he's not there. It's a question of faith and belief. Yes, that was Ramon Rao, sir. For him, it did not matter now that Swami is not there in physical form even though he lived all his life in close proximity of Bhagwan and serving because serving was something that came so naturally to him just like breathing and as Mr. Sagar said if there was any function in at home he would rather go and serve the poor if there was any occasion any spare money he would rather go and do something for the downtrodden and I think that is something that always endeared him to Bhagwan. And imagine at 83-84 also to go out and serve. Summer in Puttaparthi is very hot. It's really hot. And to go out and into the villages and to serve water at that age, you just need that passion. You just need that absolute zeal. You need that devotion where... You just feel that I love Swami, so I will serve till my last breath and I enjoy every moment of it because my Swami lived till the end only serving. Let's listen to how it was for Mr. Raman Rao when Bhagavan left his physical form. And ultimately his love for Swami, these are the th things which had uh, sustained him. Uh, post the post that and uh, no doubt he was probably uh, very devastated at that moment. I was there with him yes. that day and 
he just didn't know what's happening at um, two o'clock in the night. Suddenly he said, "Let's go once again." Mm -hmm. So we went into the mandir, sat there. Again he said, "Let's go. I can't sit here." Again we went back to the room. After half an hour he said, "Let's go and sit in the." I, that day we, uh, that night, when uh, when Swami was there in the in the mandir, we he I think five six times we went up and down. You could see the restlessness in him, and he was wondering what's happening and things like that. Probably. And then when star, people started looking to him and saying, now what sort of a question mm -hmm. mark? And he probably rallied himself uh, properly. And then he started saying, no, Swami is with us and you know, mm -hmm. move forward. Because as an individual, he has lost a real, real personal touch. Mm -hmm. For him, Swami in any form, anywhere, somewhere in the corner, he's happy to see him and be, you know, be very, very happy. So much so the other day in one of those people who had come and was telling me, you know, sir, we always look for Mr. Ramanda, not for Swami, because when uh, Mr. Ramanda is around, he'll uh, slowly direct Swami to all those corners where we all sit very far, and to Swami to sprinkle, uh, you know, all that uh, Thirtham and all that. I mean, that is the you know, selflessness it comes. Yes. And one, one Dasara, it so happened that Swami completed all that. Behind the boys, he went round and completed. He did not go further down onto that east corner, you know. Mm. And uh, they were all saying, Swami, 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 and uh, Swami slowly walked back. My father was there with that vessel and, you know, walking. Then he was saying, Swami, Swami, Swami just walked to the end of the veranda and, you know, just stood. Then Swami, father asked uh, Swami, you go and uh, do it. Hmm. He took it. He took it and because he went to the corner and he sprinkled hmm. on all those people saying, Sai Ram, Sai Ram, Sai Ram. And Swami was standing in this corner and watching. Hmm. So, you know, it comes so naturally to both of them to reach out to people to, uh, you know, both of them in sense, I can't put uh, my father on the pedestal of that. But then the bigger, uh, yeah. the, the sun and the candle <laughs> sort of a situation, even yeah. then yeah. it is it, the same thought mm. process prevails. So, therefore, mm. the connect is so great with them. Mm. Mm. These are the things which, which have proved over a period of time that uh, being a service oriented truly and very uh, genuinely and you know rendering the what swami wanted people to be uh, doing it as a seva members is how he had reflected himself there so that is how it was for him yes he was disturbed when bhagwan left his physical form as mr sagar said he kept going to the mandir looking at bhagwan's physical frame placed in the hall but when people asked him, he said, no, Swami is with us. We have to move forward. And if you see, that is how he was after Bhagwan left his physical form. We have to move forward. We have to move forward. And he was only talking about how we can take this mission to greater heights. And it is so touching when you hear people say that during Darshan times, they used to look to Raman Rao because I have personally seen so many occasions when he would plead with Swami. Swami, devotees are in this corner. Devotees are in that corner. Please come that side too. And Swami would oblige. And this happened very rarely. Of course, very few people had that guts to suggest to Swami what to do. But Swami acceding to such requests, I think it was just the purity of the soul that made such blessings happen. The pure love of one soul can grant grace to thousands. And that is what we saw in the life of Mr. Raman Rao. 
because Swami loved to serve and when he saw someone whose heart is with their devotees, Swami all the time listened to what he wanted because he knew that this man here has nothing within him which is for himself. If he asks something, it is only for others and it comes with no agendas. It comes with that purity. It comes with that selflessness. It comes with that universal love. And that is the reason probably why Bhagwan all the time acceded to his request. Bhagwan was all ears for what he had to say during any celebration. I went on and I asked Mr. Sagar about the final moments of Mr. Raman Rao himself because not many know about his final journey. It was seemingly difficult but only Swami knows and Raman Rao sir knows what was happening between them in those last few months and years. Mr. Sagar shares what he saw of what was happening but it is for us to contemplate on how we should prepare ourselves for our final journey and even when there are troubles, even when there are challenges, even when there are seemingly difficult obstacles, how even in those moments we can utilize what Bhagwan has given us only to sanctify our lives. It was not an easy Passover for Mr. Raman Rao, but the way he handled it is something that we all can take inspiration from. So let's listen to Mr. Sagar. Just two, three more things. How were his last moments? Because for many others, they were thinking, oh, Papam sir is undergoing so much suffering and you know, how <laughs> is he coping up with it? Well, in um, 2014 uh, November, when uh, first it was diagnosed that he had the uh, cancer in the throat, there was one doctor uh, who had come, visited from UK. He was there in uh, rendering the service in the hospital. So he said, no, I want to, I can't reveal, uh, tell him maybe he, he'll be a little, uh, probably he'll feel hurt. So he wanted us to come. So we immediately, my brother and me, we went there, we met, uh, and we met him. And my father said, no, I'll also come. Let's, <laughs> let's hear him out. So we went and that man was little nervous to say then he said, no, no, what are the prognosis? What are we going to do? And what do you recommend? What do you suggest? He was talking as if he was talking about someone else, you know. <laughs> so that man took heart in it and then he said, okay, don't go for chemo, go for radiation, don't blah, blah. And all that and said, uh, then he, that man was, he was very surprised that he could take it so well. and. Uh, he came for a service in the hospital, so that's how he was associated. Ah. The gentleman is from UK, mm. the doctor. So my father was happy that a UK doctor coming and serving. So he was praising him, saying, your service is so great, you are good. <laughs> that man is saying, sir, your throat we are talking about. He said, I'm okay, I'll, I'll see you next birthday. He say, shakes hands <laughs> with him and comes off. And he came back with uh, so much of a confidence that Swami will take care of everything, so I don't have to worry. And um, he came to Hyderabad and uh, he had undergone uh, radiation. And no doubt, physically it was painful and he had endured. His pain threshold is very, very high. And over and above that, his faith in Swami is much higher. So probably all this together, he could endure the suffering on that. Post that, uh, you know, in that February that year, we had my son's wedding and uh, we were asking my father, I said, we'll go ahead. 
no no problem and by then believe me his voice is totally down he could not speak and things like that but then he had uh, participated in all those things without uh, giving a, a whimper of uh, you know any of those and you know let the whole marriage spirit continue and everyone came to greet him as as i told you he was he himself is a celebrity for us in our family circles and all those circles so everyone was looking to him and he never showed a single a simple small inconvenience that he had never ever carried it on his sleep that is one phenomenal thing and post that over a period of time probably it, fortunately it's improved his voice came back and then there he is one day saying i'm going to us and oh. uh, for uh, <laughs> almost 8 weeks he went to us wow and there he don't sit and with those people whom with whom we went and he mr pai who was a devotee of uh, swami i mean he has, he has taken him so he goes there and then from there he goes to all the samadhis and talks about swami supposed to be giving the voice rest in doctor's <laughs> advice is voice rest is yes talking about swami is the rest, best rest you can get <laughs> you can't beat such a, you know attitude so he went round and subsequently over a period of time as as it was diagnosed it again came back and then he had to go for the second level of radiation once again after a year and uh, that happened in 2016 uh, uh, march april time i think if i'm not mistaken so that has happened and there also he managed i mean again he got revived went back to parthi whenever he comes he is coming and saying by so and so date i had to go back and last time when he came he came on november 15 saying i'll come back and there's a tube that he had to insert into the intestines for feeding because his swallowing became harder very difficult for him to swallow and then he says i'll come back i'll finish he was asking the doctor will it happen in 15 days because i had get back to parthi for birthday <laughs> i mean he physically mentally everywhere he lives in parthi but that sort of a thing so that unfortunately uh, you know slowly one leading to the other and over a period of time but he had he held himself to a large extent much much better only towards the last uh, you know maybe a couple of weeks at uh, the voice has totally gone and this, you know his his own physical uh, limitations were showing up in terms of you know probably failing organs in terms of but otherwise in terms of a, almost a week probably he was not with us and slowly he drifted into the merged into the swami or one of the those but then till such time he was very conscious before that a week before that same mr pai came so on some discussion mr pai brought um, one of the letters swami has returned to hyderabad seva about seva organization and things like that so he was reading it aloud and my father was enjoying swami's uh, <laughs> this thing that which year they had a, in the discussion which year they did not know it is 63 or 64 you're saying 64 wow uh, so you know he, for him everything was in terms of uh, swami and he was conscious to that extent from you know physically probably it failed later and it moved into end situation like swami and discussions about swami seva or swami can keep him alive yeah. it always <laughs> he became can. alive all the time in fact every day morning and evening uh, you know they used to my brother's house they used to put the thing and in a live uh, oh, of broadcast. Uh, broadcast is there they probably closes the ears and eyes and it keeps on hearing uh, the vedam chant bhajans Wow. and uh, shivratri we had a whole this shivratri program he was he was feeling bad that he was missing out the shivratri see all these come very swami also accepted his his likes and dislikes you know he probably never put himself into 
great uh, devotion by you know doing all this uh, religious religious fervor never there he is not a person giving into you know lot of uh, rituals it's not there for him for him spirituality is service therefore the religion in fact one of the is written in this book that swami took out the shivalingam of one shivratri yes. and he, out of all people he gives it to him he <laughs> says no i don't want <laughs> who could ever say no to swami and that to a shivalingam he says no 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 i can't do all this puja swami not for me <laughs> swami accepts and in fact he accepts that that's a, the best part there no 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 it's okay just 3 drops of water <laughs> saying namashivaya that is enough <laughs> swami you know reduces the whole puja you know performance to that level for him he says i accept even that <laughs> so do that then comes you know naturally all those other factors come in so that's how it is you know that relationship probably he himself got pampered by swami to that extent accepting his own limitations and you know i think the, because because there was no inhibition and, it's just like two best friends no so you can always express yeah, that is that is his great, great good fortune from that point of view and he fears if he has lived uh, like that with swami he could do it and see the number of letters uh, my swami has written to in that all those uh, swami would talk about service what was, uh, what has to be done to so and so what service 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 and so many letters and all of them my father very proudly put them in an album and you know is to cherish each of those mm-hmm. this time swami wrote at that time this is instruction <laughs> he gave this is what he has done go and give this prasadam to so and so tell them swami is there with them see becoming a messenger of god right. from for him mm-hmm. itself is a greatest yes. uh, thing that uh, anyone could uh, evolve into i yes, would say absolutely and a person who never believed in that of a spiritual <laughs> activities and moving to that level of uh, mm-hmm. spiritual evolution uh, is no, something no. grace of god and grace of swami no, so becoming a messenger of the lord that is the greatest thing that anyone can evolve into being a servitor of the lord being a channel of his love and that is how the life of mr raman rao panned out to be and if you look at his last moments as narrated by mr sagar you know even when the doctor was giving his diagnosis he is so normal about it he's he's so chilled out as they say he is so open to anything he is not afraid about what the prognosis could be and you know when the doctor says that you know let your relatives come he says no 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 i will come what is what is it you tell me the doc tell me what you want and the most interesting thing to me is you know even as the doctor is checking on him and asking about his throat he is asking the doctor oh where do you work so and what is your uh, qualification and what experience you have and from where have you come and uh, how long have you been coming to prashant nilayam and he is so happy that he is coming from uk and he said So for him the greatest joy even at that moment is some doctor you know who is qualified who is coming all the way from UK to serve in my hospital in Swami's hospital that is what is giving him so much joy you know even in that moment of adversity you are only thinking of the glory of the almighty you are only thinking about how these institutions run by swami can become better and you are so happy that the institution has attracted someone so qualified to serve that is the perspective of someone who constantly was thinking about swami his mission so the doctor is saying no no we need to talk about your throat and he's telling no 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 i am so happy 
that you have come all the way and let's let's talk about how was your experience of serving in prashanthalayam in swami's hospital and he undergoes radiation as mr sagar said even if it was painful you know he didn't really feel it so much because you know more than the pain threshold he had that divine threshold he had that mind that was all the time focused on swami that whatever happened to the body was just a matter of procedure and and a matter of circumstance which he was not so much affected with because ultimately your mind is in bhagwan and he says yeah nothing need to be stopped his sons his grandson's wedding had to go on his sons says can we do it he says please go ahead and he never allowed anyone to know about his condition people came for the marriage he acted as if everything is normal and and he was the same jovial person inspiring others cracking jokes and he was the same person he never ever wanted or wanted people to shower pity on him or people to empathize with his pain because he always felt he should be there for the other he did not want to be served he only wanted to serve and that is the reason why even till the last moment he never went and stayed in his children's home he went for any treatment and he would come back and stay in parthi because he felt if he is in parthi he can serve he can go out and you know go with the water tankers go and guide here do something for the ashram become look after the sanatan sarathi i mean that is always the focus what can i do not what others can do for me and it was in this spirit that look at his zeal he had lost his voice and when his voice came back he decided to go to us and for 8 weeks he was in the us giving talks in various centers at a time when the doctor said your voice need rest your voice now has just come back and he had a radiation therapy on his voice and now the doctor is saying you need to give your rest and look at what he says he says talking about swami is the best rest that i can give to my voice and it, it reminds me of professor kasturi who even when he, he had a back problem swami would say you go and give talks and so that is your medicine for you and it was the same you know for him to serve to serve was the medicine for mr ramon rao and he went to so many centers and it was swami's grace that you know he could endure at that age he is probably 88 then at that age to decide to go to the us and you're just recovered from cancer your voice has just come back and you decide to go to the us and you talk about swami and you say nothing is going to happen to me because i am doing swami's work you know that is the zeal of a servitor of the lord and for him you know okay you want some procedure to be done please get it done but for me swami is my doctor swami look after if i am doing his work he will definitely look after me and that is how you go through what you have to go through but swami fills you with that energy swami does everything to see that your life becomes a channel of his love and that is how that gave him so much satisfaction to be in the us and talk about swami inspire the people there about working for bhagwan's mission and even after he came back and there was you know problem with his food pipe you know and it was difficult for food so they had to insert food through an alternative channel all that was happening but he was unconcerned whatever you feel has to be done for the body you please do i'm not coming in the way but he was with his swami and even in those moments he was constantly 
thinking about Bhagwan constantly, so excited to know what is happening in Prashantilam. So they used to show him the live stream of the Prashantilam functions, and that used to always light up a spark in him. And whenever the old devotees, Mr. Pai and others, used to come and they used to talk about the time that they spent with Swami, when you should see the pictures of these trips with Swami, see the pictures of the letters that Bhagwan had written, you know. And he used to even correct. No, no, no. This was not 1963. It was 1964. You know, this is what carried him through. This is what kept him alive. This is what gave him all the strength and energy to still disseminate that positivity. And so, what really filled him with energy was these discussions about Swami, discussions about the service that they had done, discussions about how we can do something for the organization. that was the focus of mr raman rao and as mr sagar said towards the last few weeks mr raman rao could not speak much because of the medical condition but that did not bother him at all he was not complaining he was just in silence and perhaps it was a blessing that bhagwan conferred on him just to cut off from everything around just become silent and just constantly contemplate on bhagwan and i think that is how it happened even with professor kasturi if you think in the last moments Swami said there should be absolutely no noise in the room. Swami wanted even even when there was a drop of water in the bathroom, Swami said put it off. Swami wanted absolute silence. Swami said that is what Professor Kasturi needs. And in a way, for Raman Rao sir, it happened such way that you know he could not speak anymore, and he did not want also any conversation. He was just there with himself, and only if someone came, he would try to. only touch them bless them how endearingly he used to always motivate the seva also that thing continued now through gestures but otherwise he was just happy silent and just waiting for that moment to become one and that is how the last few moments so mr raman rao even though it seemed that he went through a physical deterioration his organs started feeling but you see he was going through a spiritual evolution Swami has his own journey for each one of us, and it is a journey which will take us closer to Him. And if you have served Him all your life, He will ensure that in that last moment, whatever you have to go through, it gets completed, so that you go back to Him fresh, you go back to Him clean, you go back to Him to become one, and then exist and come back for the Lord. Come back. only if the lord wants something to be accomplished for the world through you that is the journey of mr raman rao on march 14 2016 he merged with bhagwan in an atmosphere of silence and sai's name beside him were so many people who can be given only one appellation the sai family so it was with the members of the sai family the sai sevadals with swami in his heart and listening to bhagwan's name and being with the sai family that mr raman rao merged with his sai how fantastic and how glorious the life of every servitor of bhagwan is i used to always feel that there are so many such souls and we miss capturing their lives we miss 
listening to their tales we miss deriving inspiration from them and it can really change our lives it can really spur our enthusiasm to become a servitor of bhagwan to become a messenger of his love and so i asked mr sagar if you can share any more memories of mr raman rao sir with bhagwan any interviews that swami gave to them as a family and he did share a few more instances which i am so happy to bring it to you you have any memories of any interviews with swami sir as a family yes yes in fact uh, those days of uh, 60s when we were going uh, early 70s and 60s swami calling was a very natural process for most of the families Hmm. and so was uh, with us and uh, whenever we went uh, swami would uh, call the families together with us uh, either one of the brothers and their families my father's brothers and families and all those people used to be there and all of us together we used to troop in swami used to talk generally talk and probably he will talk more to my mother because uh, he had to appease <laughs> on behalf of my father <laughs> so he would say no no your children will do well you know i'll take care of you i'll take care of the health i'll take care of you and these are the things which swami also plays around and uh, you know my father would smile and just uh, stand back and my mother would rise give her this this boy is not studying well you should study well this and this Mm. all those things and swami would patiently listen swami was like the parent of the house <laughs> like the father he would patiently listen to them <laughs> say i'll take care of i'll take care of you i'll do this i'll do this and all smiling and everyone is happy to come back and mm. he was very gracious and in fact i would say wherever my mother was sitting he would go there talk a couple of any time you know just say you know or give namaskar where all mm. possible mm. so he kept the whole household happy about it with mm. those days you could reach swami just like that you yeah. could get mm. i mean not so much of a Correct. you know this thing so what we used to do is to go to swami we used to buy some photographs of outside go with a pen and stand with uh, there swami then i say he'll sign with the singh baba and then every day i used to go with one <laughs> and swami will say yenira <laughs> then one point my father said stop this because you can't uh, you know where will you keep all these photos with swami's uh, with blessings baba you can't throw them and swami's photos you can't uh, you know do anything to them so he told us you know don't do it anymore don't bring any more photos like that we, we uh, people is to have and not only uh, this family but i'm mm-hmm. saying yeah. the number of yeah, those families those, those those people were uh, mm. i mean number of people were less so it is happened that way mm. and uh, subsequently post that my grandfather who was sta- stationed there so whenever we were there the whole group grandfather grandmother and uh, a couple of my aunts used to stay there with them and my mother father and whenever we are around we used to, and the w1b27 swami came personally inaugurated the room and wow. handed over uh, the room to them wow. saying uh, be here <laughs> be happy wow that's how you know irrespective of what happened that room he held on and he never and that room was very simple he never got it tiled or anything it was a very very simple room that's one of the wonders for us you know for, for him those probably we are not lived in any mansions but at mm. least a three bedroom flat was a yes. common thing yes. that uh, he had lived yes. and here is a man who shunned <laughs> all those left everything reduced all that luggage and came with a suitcase and here and settled down if you see in his cupboard when on his birthday or something we take some new clothes and say already i have some six seven pairs what do you want and that the seventh pair comes in the sixth pair goes out to someone some <laughs> to someone. next day you will find some dobi wearing it and <laughs> walking around and <laughs> things like that 
he was very clear on his you know he has don't know extra luggage for him and then uh, there's nothing probably he lived with his books and you know his thoughts those are the things which he lived with and uh, that way he he had lived a, a very ascetic life i would say absolutely absolutely i mean i i give that credit to all the you know indwellers of prashant in lem all of them live such beautiful ascetic life live with uh, i know swami always said uh, you know simple living high thinking and that's true to all the members including my father so those are few interesting instances and even if you give an extra pair of clothes to raman rao more than six he says you know next day you will find some washerman or some tailor or some worker in the ashram wearing that dress you know simple living high thinking ceiling on desires and always think about the other i mean this is what made raman rao sir that exemplary servitor of bhagwan and swami in his own way took care of the family and which swami will anyway do we know that and more and more you learn to give yourself to bhagwan more and more you realize how much he gives himself to each member of your family you do one thing for him and he will go out and sort 10 things and more in your life it's just that we have to have that faith we have to take that leap of trust in him and then see how life becomes so beautiful and even now you find so many devotees like mr raman rao you know they give up everything and stay in the ashram in a absolutely small room inside the ashram and they are so happy swami ensures that through our love for him our love for him translates into less desires our love for him translates into service for others our love for him translates into our sacrifice of our lower tendencies our love for him translates into our spiritual evolution and mr raman rao in his book in the final chapter say if there is any incarnation in human history who was worshiped as god himself by the millions during his own lifetime from the four corners of the world cutting across all barriers of color caste creed religion and if there is only one whose exhortations of universality universality and harmony of all religions and his profound teachings and his miraculous deeds and his services to humanity bound the whole world into one then it is only bhagwan shri satyasai baba no other avatar as bhagwan was found to be so easily accessible to a common man this is what mr raman rao sir writes in the final pages of his book nectar of love he says there has not been any avatar as bhagwan who has brought about spiritual awakening and moral revolution with his infinite love by indoctrinating the people at large with his mellifluous slogan love all serve all and demonstrating to the world what love all and serve all means unlike any other past avatar bhagwan with his indefatigable energy gave his divine discourses gave himself to the downtrodden and lived every moment to grant joy through darshan sparshan sambhashan and installed himself in the hearts of millions so that their lives could become beautiful through selfless service 
through pure love and mr ramon rao sir says unlike any other avatar bhagwan's life is intertwined with experiences of lakhs of lives of people for whom he provided succor and enlightenment and it will not be possible even for a thousand vyasas and a thousand valmikis to record the divine life story of bhagwan and so true it is can we ever record the glory of bhagwan because in every heart there is a ramayana in every heart there is a story which is so unique and so filled with divine touch and divine transformation there is no glory greater than his story and there is no story greater than his glory that is how it is to become a part of his story and mr ramon rao sir says that it is the journey of every sai devotee it is the journey of everyone who came to the lord the lord first comes into your lives he overwhelms you by attracting you with his divine aura divine power divine wisdom and limitless love but after that he makes each one of us feel that there is nothing more to life than to become dear to him and once this realization happens then swami slowly and slowly assiduously he casts off us seemingly just like a mother bird casts off its body when it develops wings and that is when swami puts everyone through a little test through a little grind so that people drop off everything in their personality that is not necessarily part of them and retains only that which will remain with them and which will give them lasting happiness so he keeps different people now closer to him so that these people who have been given the initial indoctrination now go through the purification process and once they are clean he draws them closer 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 makes them channels of his love fills them with love more and more and more and now that light that was in you now you become part of the light and one day you become the light swami says do not limit me to this body realize the all pervading infinite divinity believe me to be the dweller in your heart and the dweller in every speck of creation and that is the journey of every sai devotee and that is the moving journey of every soul as we move to him and that is the beautiful journey of mr ramon rao sir to someone who came to swami attracted by his service by his power by his love and then allowed his love to seep into him seamlessly to such an extent that every pore of his being now reverberated saying i love swami and so i will serve i will serve i will serve till my last breath and there is nothing more to me my life has service first swami first and there is nothing else nothing next swami first service first that is the life of mr ramon rao dear listeners it was a joy offering this series on mr ramon rao i know there are so many more stories which probably i have not been able to cover as we are talking about his life but i hope that we are able to at least get some glimpses of his life which will help us in our spiritual journey in the coming episodes of beacons of prashantinam we will continue this series to talk about many such enlightened souls many such souls who came to swami 
and allowed his love to fill their being and one day became one with him only walking on the path laid down by him thank you so much for being with us through this journey as always you can write to listener@radioside.org you can also send us your comments on our whatsapp number 9393258258 with a heart full of gratitude and love i offer this endeavor at his lotus feet and pray that he guides us further in this journey of unraveling beautiful souls who could guide us on this journey of one day becoming one with him thank you so much sairam prema swarupnar embodiments of love shanti ni lopal unnadi kaani bayate ledhu peace is within not outside outside no peace only pieces sairam you just heard an episode of our radio program outside inside deep inside This was a segment of Radio Sai's Thursday Life hosted by Bishu Prushti and today's episode was first broadcast on 6th February 2020 Dear listeners we hope you like this program please send us your feedback by either email or whatsapp Our email id is listener@sssmediacenter.org and our whatsapp number is 9393 2582588 Thank you and loving Sairam from Prashant Nilayam